Thank you, Lord. Romans 8 and 29. Those are all invisible realities that we actually have right now. We have those, all those things have been brought to us in Christ Jesus. And we're grateful right now. It even helps us kind of understand and explain the kingdom when we have invisible realities. It's easy to accept something when somebody's putting it in your hand because you see it in front of you. It's a little bit more different. I won't say it's difficult, but it's different when it's, it, it's not seen, but it's given. Right. <laughs> it's not seen, but it's given. But but we're gonna go ahead and read the word of the Lord. I might my version of the Bible might be different, so I'm gonna read it from here. Romans eight and twenty nine says, "For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn of many brethren." Amen. Amen. We bless the word. Father God, we thank you right now, Lord God. Father God, for your word. Your word is true. Father God, we understand that every man is a lie, but your word is the truth. Father God, I thank you right now, Lord God, that you have made made it to a point to use me tonight, Lord God, to speak what you said to me, God. And we, I thank you, Lord God, that it be given in such a way that you've given it to me, Lord God. I pray that every heart that is open receives what's been said. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 And even dealing with invisible realities, understanding that um, Rome, even Romans 8 and 29, it says, for, uh, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined. And so that's an invisible reality. You know, that's something that we can't, we can't see God knowing that he knew us. We can't see that. <laughs> that's an invisible reality. But he foreknew us. Something we cannot see with our natural eyes, but we know that he did that for us. And so sometimes we, we, we got to understand, and even me understanding that invisible realities helps explain the kingdom of God. It helps us to understand God's kingdom when there are certain re invisible realities. He said, uh, he also predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. Now, something that, that like that, we cannot see us being conformed to the image of his son with our natural eyes. It's an invisible reality. Right. But it helps explain the kingdom. It helps explain the kingdom. And so even with our worship, our worship is beginning to look a lot like heaven. When we look at God, that's an invisible reality. <laughs> when we're worshiping God, and how can we know that what we're doing in here looks like heaven? Because we have an example up here. We have an example right here in the word. And the word gives us the reality of what we're entering into through the word of God. So even when it comes to the kingdom uh, the kingdom can't is something that we, we we can't see in public. We can't be birthed in public. The kingdom the kingdom is not something that you can ride down the street and see on the block on the corner of the street. The kingdom is not a food chain where you can have food chain on this corner, food chain on that corner, store on that corner, store on that corner. It's something that's not always in public. You can't go outside and see it. You can't wake up and see it. You can't see it on TV. Although there are depictions of churches and things of that nature. We can't see it with our natural eyes. And so what, 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 what is the kingdom? The kingdom is something that's hidden. It's a, it's a hidden culture. It's a kingdom culture, but it's hidden. And so as we cultivate God, as we cultivate God culture and kingdom culture, we must keep the word hidden in our hearts. 
we must keep the word hidden in our hearts. Amen. Kingdom is something that is found. Although it's hidden, it's something that is found. And so with the kingdom, it's something that not everybody can see. <laughs> not every, but it's an invisible reality. Not only that, the kingdom is for seekers. It's for somebody that's willing to go and seek. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of his righteousness, and then these things shall be added unto you. It's for seekers and not consumers. So it's not like you go into Burger King and just go in to order something off the menu and you go and consume that, that what you want, what you bought. But the kingdom is somebody that has to actually find that. You ever been somewhere where you have to actually just, you had to go and you had to look and you had to know, where is this place at? I feel like I knew where it's at, but I don't know. I, you had to really seek for it. You had, your GPS might have been acting up. Or something might have happened where they gave you the wrong address. And you know, sometimes with GPSs, they take you all the way around <laughs> to get to where your destination is. But the kingdom sometimes may take that. You may have to go all the way around because it's about seeking, not about consumers. And so it's not a product, nor is it a product. But it's access to a lifestyle for people who want God. And so I believe tonight that we are all people that want God. And want to experience every bit of the invisible realities that God has given us. And so I believe tonight that we're a church on the move. That God has so loved us that he gave us a name. <laughs> he gave us a forename. Hallelujah. He gave us an original blueprint or an identity. And we're grateful for that. God has promised us many things under this happening in this sequence of glory. Understanding that we're in a glory, y'all. And it's a glory that might have started over here, but now we're being passed to a glory that's over here. And now we're being passed to another glory that's over here. And another glory, and another glory, and another glory. We're in a sequence of glory. Hallelujah. And now we're just in the sequence of having our name changed. And we're grateful for it. So what we have seen is glory from the unseen realm. We have been in many types of glory under this glory that, that comes from God. We have been in a glory that conceives, because it conceived this, what we're in, glorious remnant revival. We're in a glory that births, that births things in individuals and births things as a ministry. We're in a glory that sometimes requires a seat. <laughs> we've been in that glory, and, and sometimes we in, we've been in a glory that requires sometimes the search. Right. <laughs> But I believe the glory that we're in right now is a glory that helps us to cultivate a culture. That's kind of what I want to talk about tonight. It's cultivating a culture. A cultivating a culture. And to cultivate, I just looked up the definition about cultivate, what cultivate is. And it's to prepare or to use for raising, up, raising of crop. To prepare or use for raising of crop. That's one of them. To loosen or to break up soil about. To foster the growth of. To bestow attention, care, and labor. To bestow attention, care, and labor. To improve by labor. And most of all, the one that stood out to me the most was to impact culture. So to cultivate, we're impacting the culture. Okay, we are called to cultivate a culture, and this culture just this just isn't any culture, but it's the culture of the of things that are not seen. 
right? And let's go to 2 Corinthians 4 and 8. And I just want to read this, this scripture. We are cultivating a culture of things that are not seen. Understanding that the culture that mostly what people see uh, is the culture of the world. But what we are in is the culture of the kingdom where we're experiencing this glory. Hallelujah. Did I say that right? Let's say 4 and 8. It might have been 4 and 18. Yep, 4 and 18. It says, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Miracles are eternal. Moving mountains is, is eternal. The glory that we're experiencing is eternal. These are all examples of things that are invisible realities that we have that are not, that are not seen. Hallelujah. But we understand that we have them. <laughs> Amen. 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 So the things that we can see, again, is world culture. And the things that we can see with our natural eyes is God culture. All right, so I want to define what culture is because we already understand uh, that, that, that to cultivate means to impact culture. So what is culture? What is culture? So culture is the sum of attitudes, customs, and beliefs that distinguish one group of people from another. I'll say that again. The, the, what culture is defined as is the sum total of the amount of attitudes customs, beliefs that distinguish one group of people from another group of people. How is it noted by? It's noted by language, the way people talk, the way people speak. It's noted by language. It's also noted by material objects, the things that they have in their possessions. Hallelujah. Also is noted, culture is also noted by Rituals, what people do traditionally on a daily basis, right. <laughs> what they do ritualistically. Culture is also defined by institutions, buildings, or colleges, or anything like that. Art, you know, they're defined by those type things. And one big thing that we got to look at here is that culture goes from one generation to the next. Culture is something that's passed on from one generation to the next. So what my grandparents did, my parents are going to do. <laughs> and what my parents did, guess what? I'm going to do. <laughs> and guess what? And what I did, okay, my children are going to do. And so culture goes from generation to generation to generation. Okay? It's something that, 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 that is passed along. And culture also is a direction people go in based on their background, their life choices, and what was cultivated around them as they grew up. Okay? So a person's culture can also be determined uh, uh, by where they live. <laughs> you know? I grew up in Florence, so I'm Surrounded by the culture of Florence. Some of us may not have been born in Florence. Some of us may have been born 
in a different state, but you were surrounded by the culture of your state. And see, in what we're in right now, we're living somewhere, which I go back again to invisible reality. What we are in is an invisible reality that we do not see on a daily basis, but guess what? It's our culture. <laughs> Praise is our culture. Thanksgiving is our culture. But it's something that we cannot see, but we can't have access to the lifestyle of. <laughs> Amen? Amen? So I thought about this. I said, imagine me trying to live the life as a Spanish man. <laughs> like, I have no idea about his culture, what he eats on a daily basis, how he dress, what his habits are, what he does ritualistically. I have no idea <laughs> what this guy does on a daily basis, but I'm going to live like a Spanish man. I'm just going to wake up one day and try to live like a Spanish man. I don't know if I could do that. But guess what's going to happen? If somebody that's really Spanish comes along and sees me trying to act like a Spanish person, guess what's going to happen? <laughs> They're going to be able to easily identify who I am and that I am not a Spanish person because I'm not a part of that culture. <laughs> They'll be e it'll be easily identified right okay and so this is the first point I want to kind of look at living like the culture of the world is actually like living on a false identity living like the culture of the world is actually living like living under false identity it's a culture that we can see and I'm not saying that, you know, we won't, we're human. We, we don't do certain things. We put our pants on, our clothes on the same way. We go here or there. But it's, a, it's the things that actually oppose God that are seen. That we cannot, we, we're living under a false identity. It's not our identity. Because we understood through, through, the, through the word that he foreknew us. And so if I have an identity to begin with, I can't live like the culture of someone that's Spanish because I already have an identity as a man that lives uh, uh, as an American. Mm -hmm. And so the things that keep me from God are the things that are the culture of the world. And, that has, and if I'm living like that, I'm living under a false identity. In the culture that we are cultivating, God culture, God established it and gave us a proper name to be identified by in this culture. And so if I'm in the kingdom culture, if I'm in the God culture, I can be identified by what I speak. Because culture, again, deals with language. Mm -hmm. And so I, I have to be aware of what I speak because I know that if I'm not speaking what, what, the, what the culture says I'm supposed to speak, then I'm speaking a foreign language. You ever been around somebody that's speaking a foreign language? How easy is it to understand them? Mm -hmm. Not at all. And so if I'm in this culture, I'm going to speak about glory. Right. If I'm in this culture, if I'm in kingdom culture, I'm going to speak that I'm righteous. Right. If I'm in this culture, I'm going to speak that I, I am the righteousness of God. Because that's the culture of the kingdom that we live in. So we can lift our hands and, and, and give God thanksgiving because, again, that's a part of the language of the culture that I live in. And that we're cultivating. 
that we're cultivating. And see, as we're a glorious remnant revival, these are some of the things that we have to understand. We are cultivating this thing. We are, that God has already established in us. And so I just want to go to 2 Corinthians 4, 13 real quick. 13 through 15. Thank you, Lord. The culture that we live in is kingdom culture. Where we, ha where we experience glory cycles that hands us over to other glories and glories and glories. Amen. So I'm going to read um, starting at verse 13. And since we have the same spirit of faith, According to what was written, I believe, therefore I speak. We also believe, therefore we speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things, for all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through, uh, through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Say to the glory of God. And so the first thing it pointed out here says, since we all have the same spirit, guess what? That's an invisible reality. Faith is an invisible reality that we all share. Right. <laughs> and so it says, as we all have the same spirit according to what is written. What is written? I believe, therefore I spoke. So what? We believe, therefore we speak. Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus. We're being raised up in glory. God is raising us from one glory to another glory. And it's all based on us cultivating this culture. It's all based on the sum of attitudes and customs that we are cultivating while we are glorious remnant revival. And also, and more importantly, it's what's going to happen from the one generation to the next generation. If we cultivate this properly. So in the culture of the world, it's okay for me to act a certain way. You know, it's okay for me to talk even like I want to talk and say what I want to say. Even dress the way I dress. Why? Because it's how we do things in that culture. Y'all see it every day. We see it every day. The culture of the world, the way they speak the way they talk, the way they dress. But it's the same for the kingdom culture to the degree that we live in the unseen. I'll say that again. It's the same thing for us in living in kingdom culture to the degree that I live in the unseen. So the way that I act has something to do with what I cannot see. That's why a lot of times in praise and worship, y'all see me fall and tripping, all kind of stuff. But it's because I'm experiencing something that I cannot see. <laughs> I'm experiencing something that I cannot see. And the things that are around me has no, really don't have no say-so of what's going on because I'm experiencing a culture that I cannot see. And so what I can see has really no, 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 no hold on me because I'm able to, to, to reach into something that I cannot, you know, in my own strength, access. And so I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that. You know, the way we talk, you know, in the world we talk a certain way. 
we said things a certain way. And we meant what we said when we said it. <laughs> it's the same way in the kingdom. If you said that I am holy, like he is holy, well, you better mean it. <laughs> if you say I am the righteousness of God, don't say it like no punk. Say it like you mean it. <laughs> we said it as, we, when we said things in the world, we meant what we say. Even now, some people still be like, I mean what I say, even though I don't say certain words, but I, say, I mean what I say. And so we, as we praise God, we can't half step with it. We got, hey, I'm praising God, and I'm all in with this culture of cultivating what God wants me to cultivate, and I'm not going to hold back my tongue. I'm not going to bite my tongue from anybody. I'm not going to say a, a, a hold back uh, my praise because somebody's watching me. We are delivered from that. We are delivered from, from, from holding our tongue back from praise, hallelujah, because of somebody looking at me. <laughs> We've, we're finished with that. We're in a new glory. We're in a, we're in a new glory where that, that has no weight anymore. That has no weight anymore. Fear doesn't have no weight on me anymore. I don't have to fear. Matter of fact, I wasn't born with it, so I don't have to entertain it. I can just lift my hands freely and glorify God because it's a part of the culture and it's accepted in the kingdom. So the way that I speak is accepted in this kingdom. I can throw up my hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's widely accepted. Thank you, Lord. And so the way that we talk, the way that we speak, even the way we dress. Now, I'm not talking about dressing what we have on naturally, but I'm talking about what we can put on unseen. You can put your faith on. <laughs> we can wake up every day and put on a praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can wake up every day and give God glory and thanksgiving. That's stuff we can put on. That's an invisible reality. And guess what? It has some, It's going to yield something. In, in this culture, it's going to yield something. There's a reaping from what we've been doing every time that we raise our hand. Don't think that you're doing it and, it's not, and nothing's not moving, nothing's not stirring in the atmosphere. When you raise your hands and give God praise, something's moving. Hallelujah. The atmosphere is changing. At the word of God that's coming through your mouth, at the praises of God that's coming through your mouth, at the goodness of the Lord, something is stirring. So never, never take it lightly. The times that we're in praise and worship, the times when the word is going forth and, and it's in our hearing because God has given us something to stir in the atmosphere. To combat the culture that's out in the world. That people that are out there can see what's in here and really want it. That the people that are in here can see what's in here and really want it. Okay. <laughs> That's what we're cultivating. To where every generation will walk out of here under the power of God. Where everybody that comes in here will, will operate in a level of God that to the point, to the degree when they leave this place, that people will be drawn to them. Because what's on their life, what they put on. And all we got to say, hey, I'm a part of this culture. A kingdom culture. It's nothing that I did, nothing that I put on uh, 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 naturally, nothing that I, I seen around the corner, but it's something that God has given me in under this culture. So we, we definitely just have to be careful in identifying the world's culture, religious culture, and the kingdom culture. You know, because we understand, we can see that the world's culture is like tears. 
It's the stuff that's going to grow up that we see every day that's growing up beside the wheat. We see that every day in, the, in, in, in when we go out, when we, uh, when we watch TV, or, or even when we're just <laughs> pretty much minding our business and, and looking down the street, we'll see uh, and can identify the world culture. But a lot of times, even with the religious culture, we have to be careful even with like the leaven of the Pharisees. You know, because leaven can be can can, uh, can be mistaken or be like sin. It's the way uh, my mind can be influenced. And so sometimes the religious culture can influence our mind to thinking that we actually have kingdom culture. But it's not really the culture of the kingdom. And so we just have to be careful because sometimes those things, they look on the outward. The world and religious culture sometimes focuses on the outward. They, they focus on you know, the chains and, 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 and the prestige of putting on the, the collars and, and, and walking around with the robes and, 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 and I'm bishop this and I'm apostle that and I'm this and such and such. And so we, they focus a lot on uh, the culture and doing the outward practices. And that's what the Pharisees did. They, they were too much focuses on the outward, but they didn't focus on what, what the inward culture, what was being cultivated in their hearts. And so we got to beware of that, the leaven of the Pharisees sometimes, because it's a way of thinking that can get us a uh, mess up what's be, what we're being cultivated as glorious remnant revival. Amen. Amen. It, it, the leaven of the Pharisees uh, talks a little bit of the, in, about in John 12 and 36. We don't have to go to it, but it's religious practices that with no expectation of ever encountering the supernatural. It can offer practices, but but it has no real true solution to the human condition. And so the culture that we're in, we're encountering supernatural. And it's not just something where we practice in this thing every week that we come here, that we come to church on Wednesdays and Sundays. We're not just practicing something with no expectation. We're expecting God to do something in our lives. And we are expecting that God has already done some things in our lives to the degree it's affecting the next generation. That what we do, our children are looking at and they're seeing these things happen before their eyes and unveiling before their eyes. And it's something that would ignite a fire in them. That when we praise God, we are passing along God to them. That what we're doing is igniting. We, we, we're not just doing practices and coming to church and, and, and doing all, all the shouting and hooping and hollering and running or whatever we're doing with no expectation. We're, we're encountering the supernatural. We're in another glory. <laughs> and we can't offer a true solution to the human condition when we cultivate this culture. When we cultivate this culture. There's a true, true solution to the human condition. We must be willing to do things we can't do in, or explain by God's decree only. And sometimes that happens in this culture. We must be willing to do what, 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 we, we, what we're not really accustomed to doing. Like this, this is not what I'm accustomed to doing, but guess what? God is cultivating something in me. And I'm going I'm to I'm let him do what he got to do. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to let them do what he got to do. And that should be our attitude all across the board. When we come into here in these gatherings, when we're alone, let God do what he's going to do in us because he's already gave us our identity. He's already gave us the tools. Look, he's already gave us the attitude. <laughs> he's already gave us the customs. He's already given us the belief. He's already distinguished us from other people. Hallelujah. A royal priesthood, holy nation. He's already noted us by the language that we speak. 
Hallelujah. He's not, we don't have no material objects, but guess what? We have invisible realities. That's our objects. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't do anything ritualistic, but guess what? We can praise God. Hallelujah. And we can do it over and over again. And it don't have to be a ritual. <laughs> it don't have to be something we do by law. But we can praise him over and over again. We can receive the word of truth. And it don't have to be something we receive ritualistically as just people that's getting information. But we, we, we are becoming revivalists in this thing. We're becoming uh, trendsetters in this thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this thing is being passed from generation to generation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so this last little piece, I'm, I'm about done. This is all he gave me right here. And so um, the world culture and religious culture focuses on the outward things, the things that can be seen or even ability. And so I didn't mention the ability, but sometimes there's very gifted people that can that can do some some mighty things. But at the same time, they're under the wrong culture. They're under religious culture, religious mindset. And sometimes they may not even understand or know that they are. But they're operating what they know to operate in. And so we, we got to just be beware of some things like when we're just doing things religiously and not understanding where the kingdom culture plays a part in and at. Because a lot of times we can have great ability, but we miss the whole thing that God wants to do. Right. <laughs> we can do all these great things through gifts, but we, we can still be missing some things in our heart that need to be cultivated. And so this last thing, um, 2 Corinthians 4 and 13 4 and 13. And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is what is written, I believe, therefore I speak. I spoke. And we also believe, therefore we speak. And so this last little part is just dealing with the kingdom culture. And so kingdom culture focuses on being hidden. It doesn't focus on things that are above or things that are high or things that can get me great gain or great prestige. But a lot of times we're under. A lot of times we're low, we're meek, you know, we're, we're under, we're under the authority of Christ. And it's like, sometimes like, it's, it's like the seed that's in the ground. You know, you can't just always throw a seed on top of the ground and expect it to grow. Sometimes it's got to go under. Sometimes it's got to be immersed in, and, and we're being immersed in a culture. We're being put into and under a culture that when we properly cultivate it, and we properly do the things that need to be done. It's going to grow up to the tree that's planted like the river by the water that shall never be moved. So this is a this is this is think about it. We're all seeds. And, and if we think about it in that terms, we're being cultivated in the ground. Guess what? There are a whole bunch of trees going to come out of here. That's going to bear a whole lot of fruit. And it's not just going to be fruit that's just going to sit there, but it's going to be fruit that's re that remains. <laughs> There's a whole lot of trees in here. That is going to be nourished by the culture that we're in. And guess what? There are more trees out there that we're going to be infectious, that we're going to infect by the, what we're doing in here, by the things that we're cultivating in here. And so we, we, we're like the seeds in the ground. And, and, and the attention is on cultivating the unseen things. Although some things will be seen. Some things we're going to see. You know, some things, there's going to be some healings that, that come while in our midst. There, there's going to be some things that transpire when we begin to speak. 
there have been some things that have transpired already as the word has been going forth, whether it's been Pastor Elder Mills, uh, Elder Robinson, Elder, whoever's preaching, there's been some things that are taking place in here that when we got back home, we were like, God, what just we had to turn around, what just happened? But things begin to shift, and I know even in my life, as I begin to focus myself on worship and praise, and things begin to sprout up in my life that I wasn't even expecting. And so as we cultivate this, this place of praise and, and adoration and throning God in this glorious remnant revival, there's things that's sprouting up that you didn't even know was going to sprout up because of what you released in praise, what you released in glorifying God, what you released by, by just being able to hear the word and understanding that it's fulfilled in your hearing and that I can go and be who God called me to be. Things are going to start sprouting up in your life. And it just begins to, to be glorious. <laughs> There's things that are happening in my life right now. I don't even know how to get there. How, how did you get there? <laughs> how did you get there? Like you was in a crack somewhere. How did you get there? <laughs> but God is doing things like this. It's because it's a glory cycle. God is lining stuff up in our lives because it's the cycle that we're in. And it's the culture that we are part of. And there's more to come. And even though we will see some things, it's not the main idea of focus. We understand miracles are going to happen, but we're not going to stay stuck on miracles. <laughs> we're not going to stay stuck on uh, uh, miracles, miracles, but we're going to keep on glorifying God because there's more to come. There's, things, there's more glory to be obtained. There's more faith to be obtained. And so the things that we, we it's just a couple of things that we cannot see. Faith, faith is unseen. Belief is unseen. Worship and praise, although it can be seen, is an unseen thing that's done, uh, 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 done in nature. Uh, how can I say that? It's because the angels are doing it every day. So it's something unseen in nature. Like as it, at its origins, praise is being done up here, but we're doing it down here. There was no, there was no uh, outline that we were given. There was no, there was no uh, instructions given. This is how you pray step one. But we're starting to reflect what we cannot see. Right. And so for each and every one of us, this is just about cultivating that thing that's inside of you. That you should let God just cultivate your heart in, in this glorious remnant revival and, and allow God to continually uh, uh, place in your heart what is necessary. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of what God's trying to speak to you. If he's saying things to you, if the word is coming to you in a certain way, or even when it's time to worship and praise in, uh, in, in, in gatherings like this, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. That might have been for the young people. But it's for the old ones, too, that don't want to praise. You know, because we, we're, in, we're in such a glory that, man, we, we're about to, eyes have not seen. No ears have even heard. Now entered into the heart of man, the glory that we're about to, that's about to be revealed in this place. And then it's going to be another glory after that. And another glory after that. And so we're about to be totally amazed. And we are totally amazed by God in the culture that we're in. So that's all I have, y'all. I thank y'all. Bless y'all. Uh, and, and praise be to God. Amen.